You're listening to The Big Picture with Edwin Eisendraft on WCPT 820. Okay, we're back. I'm talking to John Greenfield, who it almost entirely, at least that I know of, has been focused on on transit and sustainable transit issues. But I, I, I've noticed he's taken a bit of a detour lately. Um, John, um, uh, and maybe this isn't new interest of yours, but it's new to me, and that would be uh, Dan Proft. Um, I care a lot about journalism. I care a lot about politics. I know the difference between the two. I never pretend I'm a journalist. I'm, I'm really not. Um, when I talk to you about transit issues, you do your homework. You aren't. You have an own of an axe to grind. You lay out the facts. But there's somebody who's blurred the lines, uh, impossibly, this man, Dan Proft. And you have taken him on lately. What are you doing? And, and tell, tell us about that. All right. So uh, this is for national audience. Let me give you a quick primer on who Dan Proft is. So Dan Proft is a fascinating character in Illinois politics. He's a guy who actually nowadays lives in Naples, Florida. And he can't vote in Illinois. He doesn't pay property taxes in Illinois. Um, or, I'm sorry, income tax in Illinois. He does own a property here. But uh, he is a right-wing political operative working for the Illinois Republican Party. Um, he's one of the most important fundraisers and propagandists for the GOP in Illinois. And he also has a talk show called Morning Answer, which is on the sort of the AM right-wing equivalent of this station. And, uh, you know, they, it's, it's a real kind of Trumpy type of show. But Prof is a smart guy. He went to law school. He, he seems to know his stuff. He's good with stats. He's good with numbers. And he's very good at what he does, the, the propaganda game. So his, he did run for governor in Illinois in uh, 2009, I believe, or 2010, garnered, I think, 7.7% of the vote in the Republican primary, so he didn't get very far. But he, for some reason, has always been called up to help people try to get elected governor or to different seats uh, for the Republican Party in Illinois, although he has never flipped a seat. He has never won an election. Um, Jeannie Ives, who was a former Republican gubernatorial candidate, who uh, he helped out by putting doing some ads for her and things. Uh, she said during a roast of Dan Proft, like due to Dan Proft's win loss record, he's got to be Mike Madigan's favorite Republican. Mike Madigan was the, the former head of the uh, Illinois Democratic Party. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, the really interesting thing Dan Proft has been doing lately, although he's been doing this for years, He's been putting out these fake newspapers all around Illinois. They look like newspapers. They're, they're printed like newspapers. And they just put out right-wing talking points about whatever elections are going on. So right now he's been doing that pretty hard against the incumbent Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker, um, who's got a challenger from Southern Illinois, a guy named Darren Bailey, who's an evangelical Christian, uh, endorsed by Trump. He has very right-wing policies on abortion rights, um, criminal justice, you know, all across the board. So Proft is trying to help Darren Bailey get elected by putting out these, uh, these, these fake newspapers. Proft has a political action committee called the People Who Play by the Rules PAC 
which is ironic because he has broken state board of election uh, rules before by not reporting his expenditures in time. Uh, he got in trouble before with his fake newspapers a few years ago because it, he didn't disclose that he was working in concert with uh, a Republican candidate. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's really a, an interesting, crafty guy. But there's been a lot of controversy lately because these things look like newspapers, but they don't tell you exactly who's publishing them. They don't tell you exactly how they're funded. There's no contact info. The whole thing is just semi-anonymous and very non-transparent. So, uh, any thoughts on that, Edwin? Yeah, he's a cynical um a uh, guy who doesn't care about uh, American politics. Um, he cares about winning no matter what. He's a um, typical of the current breed of, um, of, of folks working in the MAGA world. Um, some of us care about small D democracy and Dan Proft isn't one of them. He's an operator who will do anything, including mislead it in, um, and take down journalism as well as, um, uh, uh, our political system in the most cynical and awful ways. So I, I have strong feelings about him, and I have for a very long time. You know, I ran the Sun-Times for part of my life. I was the CEO who sort of saved it when it was going out of business a few years ago. And um, and I, I learned a lot about um, the ecosystem where stories that Prof runs in his fake papers then get pitched to, you know, more mainstream outlets to try and um, uh, uh, give them currency they don't deserve. Um, journalists wouldn't touch the stuff, but sometimes the pitch was made, and it was interesting to see the real journalists walk away from his nonsense. So I have strong feelings about him, but I, I didn't know that you did, and I was so interested that, you know, I mean, what, what made you decide to sort of do a Proft watch? Well, yeah, so I... I uh a couple of days ago, I launched a new Twitter account called at Proft Watch, P-R-O-F-T Watch, W-A-T-C-H. And uh, basically, you know, uh, Proft has been on my radar for a while now. Um, he's sort of an associate of a right wing Chicago columnist um, in, who uh, writes about Chicago and Illinois politics named John Cass, who I've done a lot of stuff about, written a few articles in The Reader about and things. I recently uh, broke the news that John Cass, whose whole bread and butter is writing about, you know, how terrible Illinois and Chicago are, doesn't doesn't even live in Illinois anymore. He recently moved to Indiana without telling anybody. Um, but anyway, so that's that's part of how Prop got on my radar. But um, you know, one thing I, I got to give Prop dredging respect for is that when people criticize him online and and things, he one thing he likes to do is invite them on his show. So I've actually been on his morning answer talk show before. Um, but one thing I'm very glad I did is the condition of me going on his show was that he would agree to not cut me off mid-sentence, which which wound up being pretty effective because I, I felt like I got to make most of my points, whereas like it's a, it's a standard right-wing talk show host technique, you know, Sean Hannity versus Obama kind of thing, where just as soon as someone starts making a good point, you cut them off. Um you know, I, there was a there was a guy from the Better Government Association who was on the show recently because that guy wrote an op-ed for the Chicago Tribune just talking about, like, how horrible Prof's fake newspapers are. So Prof invited him on the show and just, like, 
talked over him the whole time and just just got props points made without letting the guy speak. Well, well so, let's talk you know, about that because, John, the guy who you're talking about is Dave Greasing. He's a terrific right. guy. He's a sound reporter. But I, I really worry that that you know, Prof is a is a Paul, and he understands that world. Um, and, and journalists aren't trained for that. I, I think David he went into the lion's den, and he, there was no way he was going to be able to hold his own. It's not his skill set. He's a, he's got great skills and um, and things that we actually need, and he's really good at. But you know, being part of that circus isn't one of them. I mean, yeah, that's the tip I would give anyone who goes on on Dan's show or any other right-wing talk show. It's just like, get an agreement that you will be allowed to finish your sentences. Because I, I think I held my own during my talk with Prop. Like, I got him to admit on the air that he can't vote in Illinois, which I don't think he has disclosed before. Someone called me up immediately afterwards and thanked me for getting that out there. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, I mean, if you were to go head-to-head with Proft as, as the former CEO of the Sun-Times, what I'm sure his talking points would be would, would be, well, what's the difference between what I do with my, my newspaper, the Chicago City Wire, and all these other newspapers I'm mailing to people across the state? I mean, I have a point of view, but, you know, it's, it's disingenuous to say that the Sun-Times doesn't have a point of view. Um, you know, one thing he mentioned is that the Sun-Times until recently was owned, partly owned by labor unions. So the Sun-Times does tend to have like a little bit of a left left to center perspective. But, you know, the, the differences that people have pointed out is you take a paper like the Sun-Times, and if you're talking about an issue, like let's say it's the Safety Act, um, criminal justice reform bill that Prof has been doing a lot of talking about in his newspapers, like you would talk, you would interview people who are in favor of the bill, and you would also interview opponents of the bill. With a Proft article, he's only going to interview people who are opponents of the bill. And then there are those things I mentioned before. It's like things that make this a fake newspaper, even though Proft won't admit it's the case, is that uh, there's no real contact info. He doesn't tell you who's paying for it. He doesn't tell you who's publishing it. You know, all that stuff is much more transparent with a legitimate newspaper like the Sun-Times. Yeah, but John, there are bigger differences, huge differences. The journalists who are trained in journalism, hence they do the things that you are talking about, ask people on all sides about an issue and do their homework. Um, but the journalism side and the editorial side are separated. And the ownership doesn't, I mean, that's why you have editors and you put them in place. The ownership doesn't tell them what to write. That, that I never told a reporter, um, you know, I would sometimes bring to the editor things I thought were interesting, but the editor made the call, the editor signed reporters, that's it. And no one else in the ownership team got it, got anywhere near it. Um, and the, the journalists were free to do whatever they wanted to do. And so, so while there may have been a point of view, the journalism was strong and it's different. And there was never pay to play. And, mm-hmm. you know, prof stories are pay to play. Jeannie Ives paid him out of her campaign fund to write these articles and put them out there and pretend they were journalism. So there's no, so they're, not, they're not the same animal in any way. So here's an interesting thing that I found out recently. I was curious about it. So I called up the State Board of Elections and talked to a spokesperson about this because it was always my assumption. I think Cranes wrote an article sort of implying that this was the case that Proft has been using his people who play by the rules 
snort uh, political action committee funds to pay for these newspapers. And if that was the case, um, it might be necessary for him to disclose in the papers that these are PAC-funded publications. But the person from the State Board of Elections told me there's no evidence that these are PAC-funded. So while we do know that Prof has been using his PAC money to do things like pay retired ABC News reporter Charles Thompson to uh, do a pro-Darren Bailey ad, uh, he paid him $50,000 in consulting fees, which we can see from their expenditure records. Um, we I was really sorry anything. to see him do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was such a ridiculous ad. That was just the uh, the the former anchor anchorman being like, you know, Darren Bailey is a he's a he's a farmer from Southern Illinois. How about that? A farmer from Southern Illinois. That's a that's a man I can trust. And, and meanwhile, he was paid fifty thousand dollars to say this on the air. Yeah, so, I, was, uh, I like anyway, Charles. I'm sorry he did that. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think he's he's gotten a black eye because it's been all it's been reported all over. Like that's why you are backing Darren Bailey is because you're getting paid fifty thousand dollars to do it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it was silly for him to do that because it was easy to find out. Now with the fake newspapers, we we haven't figured out yet how they're being paid for. The the papers say something about like funding comes from various organizations who share our belief in small government, something like that, but it's really vague. So I don't necessarily have the skill set to figure this stuff out, but I hope somebody figures out like who is paying for Dan Prof's fake newspapers. Well, I'm glad that in addition to all things transit, that the sort of integrity of journalism and the um, um, cynical, cynical undermining of journalism and frankly, the, the, what's left of the integrity of our political system um, is on your radar screen. And Dan Proft is the poster child for that crime. We, we're, we're out of time. Um, that was, a, wow, that went pretty quickly. Um, John, it's always a pleasure to catch up. All right. Well, thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. Yep, we'll do it again. All right, everybody, we're going to take a break from the news. That, of course, was John Greenfield, uh, co-editor of Streets Blog in Chicago. So you can find his stuff there or follow him at Greenfield John uh, on Twitter. And we'll take a break for the news. And when we come back, uh, Mayor Nancy Rotering of Highland Park will help us understand um, the course of recovery in that town. <laughs> 